This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcasts Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. Peace and blessings. How you doing? Father Augustino Torres here, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Solange Rodriguez. Solange, how you doing? I'm doing great. I love the fact that we can hear anything and everything that's going on out there in these streets of the Bronx. Yes, that's true. We are here in <laughs> the Boogie Down Bronx, and the, the sounds of life are happening all around us, and we love it. We love it. We love that's it. That's right. Uh, Solange, here we are. Uh, first episode of the Revive podcast. How does it feel? It feels great. I mean, we're about to get real for real. We're about to really talk about what's going to go down uh, with the next uh, episodes. Like, what is it that we're planning and doing? And yeah, we're just going to talk about it how we know best. We're going to absolutely be talking about how we um, can revive. uh, But there's something going on in particular these days. Uh, that maybe a lot of people have heard, maybe not, but there is something called the Eucharistic Revival. And uh, this podcast is beginning right when the Eucharistic Revival is launching. So Solange, we just been feeling in our prayer and like what, what God is asking of us is that we need to start out this podcast by talking about this Eucharistic Revival. How does that sound to you? Yeah, that sounds great. But I actually want to start by asking you something. I want to know, what's your revive to keep it alive? <laughs> My revive to keep it alive. So that's like, uh, like break, break that down for me. Break down that question for me. All right. So is that something like, for example, someone may say, well, there's prayer. There's um, a practice of um, something specific. It could be um, going into the life of a saint, like going into adoration, like what is it that really does that for you? And um, yeah, what, what revives oh, in your heart? Okay, I get it. It's like, it's like a prayer hack, right? It's like mm-hmm. something that you do to keep it going because it's crazy, basically, that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. Okay, there's a little... There's it's a, a lot, little, it's many things. and um, it's, it's many things, but like uh, uh, it's, it's a little personal... Mm, Okay, we want to hear it. Queremos, queremos saber, of course. Oh, yeah, we're also going to bring a little bit of the Spanglish. So, si oyen un poquito de español, you already know. (laughs) That's how we we do. That's how we do. Because we're in In the the Bronx. Bronx. Uh, So, my revive to keep it alive. um, So, I'm a priest, and I celebrate Mass every day. And it's the first thing I think about, like, where am I going to celebrate Mass? Because... Um, you know, that's, that's, that's what I do. I celebrate Mass every single day. And um, if you do something every single day, it could become like normal or it could become like, you know, whatever. And so what I do is like whenever I'm doing some, obviously there's the prayers in the Mass, but uh, I introduce like my own little, like little meditations. Mm. So like um, when I'm opening up the corporal on the altar, which is that that's the cloth that you put the ostias and the calis and the, the, the host and the chalice. And when I do that, I just imagine, um, I imagine our blessed mother opening up the cloth to put baby Jesus in. Mm. 
That's sweet. And, you know, with the purificator, which is, that's the other cloth that you use to clean the chalice. I think about our Blessed Mother cleaning up Jesus's blood mm-hmm. in, in the, uh, the, um, the flagellation of the pillar. And so, like, things like that that I introduce... Mm. that's kind of like all like, you know, connected with Mary because Mary lived that as well. And so like, you know, uh, like, like there's a song in Spanish, you know, um, uh, it, the, uh, the, the beloved disciple takes Mary into his home. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, going off of that, you know, if we take Mary into our revive to keep it alive, <laughs> she she gives us a whole bunch of things. So that's my that's yeah. my okay. But the song, I was waiting on the song because you know how it is. Okay, so another thing, sometimes there will be songs and things that pop in our head, and we may hum to it, we may sing it, um, we may not. You know what I'm saying? It depends. Um, but yeah, Father, me quedé esperando. I was waiting. I thought you were going to... You said there's this song. Yeah, what Solange is saying <laughs> is that we might start singing. If you have no clue what the song is, don't worry about it. It's don't okay. worry about it. We're just having our little moment here. Okay, it's like... Yeah. Um, es by Hermana Glenda. Uh, el discípulo amado uh, trae la, la Virgen a su casa. Hmm. Um, but uh, but anyway, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I can't. I can't sing in the <laughs> okay, first okay. episode. Okay, okay. So we're gonna bring this to you later on. So I, just I gotta build it up. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Like, you know? Right. 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 Because then they already heard it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So they're not gonna want to hear the next episode. Exactly. They're like, All right. Oh, is Father gonna sing this episode? Exactly. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So eso está en, eso está en ver, como dicen. Um, yeah. So that that is so beautiful. So thoughtful for you. Um, to go about keeping keeping uh, that it's so vivo, right? To revive, to keep it alive in your heart by thinking of things in that way, whether it's with our Mother Mary, um, thinking of baby Jesus. I think that is like so sweet because things can like really become a routine, if you know what I mean. Um, and these are a lot of the things that we're going to get into, even all the uh, the the things that you were mentioning. Sometimes we don't even know the names of uh, of everything that is being used while we're at mass, right? And right here, there's not going to be any question that is like a dumb question. Whatever curiosities you may have, like we have, or it's probably me, because I was going to say, ¿Qué lo que dice la gente? Y la gente is pretty much me. It's me <laughs> asking all these questions, like, what does that mean? What is that? Like, when they do this, you, you know, so... Um, so I like that. I like the fact that you do something so special to, to like lighten things up. And so it doesn't become like so much like a routine because that can happen Mm. in our lives, you know? Yeah. It can happen in a lot of things, right? It can happen in marriages. It can happen in relationships. It can happen in families Mm. where you take people for granted. And obviously it happens in the spiritual life. Uh, but I, I think that, um, it, you, you learn about that, which you love, right? Mm. Um, if if a, if a man falls in love with a woman, he's gonna f- he's gonna want to learn more about her, and he better he better he better learn Hello. more about her. Hello, <laughs> if not peace. <laughs> <laughs> but say say that a, a, a woman loves playing the violin, for example. First thing that I can think of, like she's gonna learn the history of it. She's gonna learn who else is like you know a violin virtuoso. It's 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 not just doing something. It's not just practicing. It's like, you know, entering in. And so, like, that's how we, that's how we see this Revive podcast. Uh, to like, you know, in order to revive it, it's not just information. Because that's the other thing. Okay. Sometimes we think it's just information. And, and uh, okay, I'm going to go on a rant. Right now. <laughs> okay, ready? just go for it. 
We're not going to go with the song, but we're going to go with a rant. We're going to go with a rant. <laughs> Sometimes in our church, we just think that giving information to somebody is converting their heart, and it is not. Mm, you, let's go. Yo, because straight up, <laughs> even the devil knows doctrine. That's right. I was but just, he doesn't believe. I was just telling someone that yesterday, the devil, like the evil, the wrong, knows the gospel knows what it is that you're doing to try to like get in between all of that and say, I need you on this end, even though you're trying to get over there. I need you right here. So that's the thing. I mean, we, we, we tend to forget that sometimes. I mean, in, in, when Jesus was in the de desert, the devil is quoting scripture on him. Yeah. You know scripture? <laughs> so you can know the stuff, but it doesn't mean that you love what we're doing. So like, that's part of our revive, right? You know, like we need to, it's not just about information. It's about falling in love. Wow. So <clears throat> next thing you know, we're like talking about, I mean, he mentioned relationships and all of that. And I think it's also um, understanding that we fully go into things with Christ, right? Like whatever it is that we may be going through. So that could be a relationship, as you said. It could be something happening with family, friends, whatever that may be, a job, decision-making, whatever those emotions are, whatever those things that you're going through, that we're going through, bringing that to Christ and filling that out with him. Mm. You know, living that with him, allowing him in that. And I, I know that this is, this is going to just be so, so special, like everything that we're looking to do. And, and we're going to talk more about that, about what is this Eucharistic revival, right? Um, but, but yeah, that's what's going to be special about it because we're going to be able to bring God into everything that we do so we can have that connection and have that revive with him, right? Amen to that. <laughs> that's right. Amen to that. So, Father, um, tell us a little bit about what it is that we're doing. Um, we have Executive Director Tim Glimkowski, who, um, who is now the... Well, the director, he's a executive director of the 2024 National Eucharistic Congress. So tell me a little bit more about that. What is that we're getting into? What are we going to be seeing? Because you're full-blown part of that right now. Mm. So um, what happened... What happened was... What happened was uh, Pew Research did, did like a survey of Catholics. And they asked like maybe a couple thousand Catholics like what they thought about the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, basically, what they found is that very few Catholics understood how to express uh, the real presence. And it looked like very few actually believe in the real presence in the Eucharist. Uh, and subsequently to that, there have been other, like, you know, marketing research things done and, and like, you know, some other surveys because, like, some people were, like, questioning like the, the methodology of the mm -hmm. survey. Cause like, you know, you ask a couple thousand people like, okay, but, but like, where was it? You know, like if, if I, if I ask somebody in the Bronx, someone's opinion, I ask, <laughs> if I ask somebody in LA, I'm going to get two different things. Right. But basically what they found is that, is that a lot of the people who are going to church, um, aren't aware of how to correctly, um, portray or, or, uh, express the real presence in the Eucharist. And just so that we have it clear, <laughs> when we say real presence in the Eucharist, what we say is that Jesus Christ is present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity is not a metaphor. It's not a symbol. 
it is Jesus, right? Present in what is what looks like bread, what tastes like wine, is the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Through transubstantiation, what, what it looks like is not what it is. What it is is the substance, right? Sometimes people say like, oh my gosh, you look Filipino. And I'm like, <laughs> you cut my veins and I bleed salsa. I'm, I'm Mexican, right? Um, and so like, I, sometimes I look like something else, but who I am is like, so that's like an, an, an analogy of what happens in the mass. So that's going to be repeated a lot because like, this is what we need to like be talking about. That's a lot right. of people don't know how to express what I just expressed. And so the bishops, they got word of this, and they're like, yo, we got to do something. Bishop Barron started it off, and Bishop Andrew Cousins is, is uh, you know, kind of like brought it to the place where it is now. And so, like, we are in a Eucharistic revival time for the next three years. Three years. The church is going to be talking, is going to be promoting, is going to be like, we need to be about the Eucharist because, like, yo, people need to know. And uh, people have been, people go, but they don't know. <laughs> And so, so we need to show what the real presence is to people in a whole bunch of different ways. And this three years is going to culminate in the Eucharistic Congress in 2024. And, uh, and that's what Tim Glenkowski is the executive director of. But there's a whole bunch of other things that are going on with that. But I, I, just, said, I just said a whole lot. I better stop. No, but that was amazing because even when you mentioned the, Euchar- the Eucharist and how it's not just a symbol, like... All of that, these are... It, it's not a symbol, not just a symbol. Right. That's You see what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. This is why we need to be having these conversations. So even things like that, okay, how do we make that correction? You know, and how do we do that with love? Because the thing is that it's not judging because someone doesn't know. Like you said, if we ask someone here in the Bronx versus uh, someone else in another state or whether we ask someone that does go to church, constantly goes to church versus someone that's, that possibly doesn't as much, who knows? Maybe the one that doesn't always go is the one that is understanding how it goes. Yeah, that's an interesting point. You know what I like, mean? You could know, like we just said, you can know how to express it. But there's also like a belief in a, a lived out factor, mm. right? And so like that's that's something that's very necessary too. Like, okay, so we know how to s- express a teaching. But how do we live that? How do we become like straight up Eucharistic people? What does a Eucharistic culture look like? And, and I'm going to just drop it right here. Boom. It is <laughs> becoming a Eucharistic culture is the solution to the problems in my life, in this city, in this state, in this country, throughout the world. You heard it right here, folks. Amen. I love that. Loving it. And and yeah, we're going to go into so many other things. I mean, questions that nuestra gente tiene, our people are just wanting to know more about. So things like confessions, how to righteously or how to go about it. Maybe they have a long time. They haven't went to confession. How is a way that we can go about that? Uh, reverence, having the right form and, and, and how to go about that, adoration. Um, so many things that we're going to go into that people are really going to um, just continue learning about. And we're going to be learning. I'm going to be learning as I'm going as well. Like I also have these questions. So this is why we have you, Father, and the other guests, because we're also going to be having guests. That's right. 
So, so let's get to that too. So we have some connections. Yo, That's it's right. who you know in the world, right? <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, so uh, as part of the Eucharistic revival, they, uh, the church has selected all these awesome preachers throughout the country to go around for the next couple of years just preaching about the Eucharist. So we have an exclusive connection to the list of Eucharistic revival preachers. And we're going to start off this podcast by like just like inviting them to come on. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole bunch of different topics that, that you know, we kind of came together. What we did is like, and, and Solange, maybe you can also talk about the process. Is like we asked like, look, I'm not going to just like talk about stuff. I want to know what people are actually asking. Mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, you know, we, we went around and we started asking people like, questions, right? Yeah. So yeah, what our Joven is asking, Jovenes adultos, youth, young adults, um, everyone, everyone, like what are these things that sometimes we feel maybe embarrassed to ask or we think, oh, it's just such a dumb question because I already go to mass. I already, I'm already involved in ministry. Like how is it that I don't know these things? I Google it, you know, thank God for phones, thank God for technology. But it's, it's something where we may have the priest right in front of us and they'll say, hey, how you've been and wanting to have conversation with us. And that's the perfect moment to ask that one question you have. And then you're like, nah, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it because he's going to just look at me like, did you not just come out of mass? Like, do you not know your faith? And then you feel you feel you're we're judging ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. We're self-sabotaging ourselves. And um like all of that, like we just really want to be free, be free with these questions that we have and uh, be able to have conversation. We want it to be real, as real as that plane that just passed by. Um, so we're going to hear it. We're going to hear like what's going on in the street. Sometimes we are going to hear some music and we're going to hear all types of things. We don't even have to have musiquita here. We don't need to have that. Um, but that's as real as that's going to be because, you know, there there's a world out there that says it. I need, I need healing. I need the love of Christ. Um, I want to learn more, but sometimes not sure how to go about it. And that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to wonder. It's okay to, um, yeah, like each day more, estamos aprendiendo algo más. Every day more, we're just learning and learning. And that's why, that's why you're here, Father. That's why our guests are going to just bring it on with their expertise and their experience and their love and 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 all that is needed, so we can um, we can do this together. We're in this together, everyone. We have three years too to be able to do this. They didn't they didn't do it for one year. This is not going to be a two year thing. This is a three year thing and even more, right? Because we're gonna we're gonna take this with us um, everywhere we go. Eucharistic people, you said something, Solange, that I, I think is good to to um, go back to. Um, uh, I've shared this with you outside uh, of. You know, in different conversations, like el mundo ha cambiado, the world is different. Like I think that we're still figuring out. Look, I, this isn't even political or anything like that. I'm not even getting into anything, but like we have been wounded in a certain way post pandemic, and um, no matter where you are in that, like like what is clear is that there is a wound, and 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 I think that the way that that we even transmit information, you have to be aware of that. Like, you have to be aware that, like, you know, people coming to church, like, they're searching for something, but they're searching for something in a, in a deeper way. And I'm convinced 
that the Eucharist can help to bring that healing, that unity. Like, like uh, Solange, I know families that they don't talk to each other anymore. Mm -hmm. That like one person is a mask, another person is not a mask, and one person is this, one person is that. Like then to say nothing about like uh, again, I'm, I don't want to get into any 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 of the politics, but like the wound. So as 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 a uh, preacher of the gospel, which by the way, all of us are supposed to be. <laughs> Um, like I have to be aware that that's going on, um, but I don't know what you see because, uh, like, you know, you work with youth, and uh, the, you know, it's important for for us to, to to to. Sometimes the youth they're able to say it more clearly than us adults because, like, us adults, like, we we figure out how to like just deal with it. We don't say anything, but it's still going on. And you know what? Maybe there's even someone here listening to this right now. Who, like there's something going on. You just don't even know how to describe it, but you know how it feels. It's like this weird tiredness, this 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 inability to process this 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 frustration that you can't put a name to, this hurt inside, but you don't know exactly what is hurting. Um, and I need to know that if I'm speaking to you, right? especially speaking to you about the Eucharist. I don't, I don't know what you think. About yeah. <clears throat> when you mentioned that, it just brings me to, to that thought of um, the jóvenes and, and even older people who I encounter who, who express uh, feeling emptiness. They just say, I'm just empty. No matter what it is that I'm doing, no matter what it is that is being said to me, I just feel empty. And then when you bring up the, the, the Eucharist, like there, there is where many who have said that find themselves really, truly understanding their purpose, understanding their gifts, understanding uh, what it is that they can do um, to be able to guide others one way or another. So I think that it's that. Sometimes we're not even understanding that that is something that, um, that is missing in our lives. Right. So as Father said, maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, I am just uh, I'm so over it. You know, everything seems like a routine. Everything seems um, like I'm just like it's not moving. I feel I'm just in the same place. Um, so just seeing where we can where we can fill in, where we can fill in um, ese vacío que hay, que, que podemos hacer. And, and of course, we we're going to bring it over to the Eucharist. You know, but for those that don't know, because there may be someone that is listening and hasn't ever been to a mass, mm. right? So we are going to get into all of that and and explain the beauty of the Eucharist and and the reality of what is going on out there, what is being said. Um, it's our faith. It's like it's like it's like there's a person that we're speaking to out there, and and you're that person that's searching and hoping for. For someone to tell you with, with sincerity, someone to tell you, this might sound bad, but it's like someone to explain it to you and you know that they believe what they're saying, that they believe what they're saying and then they're living what they're saying. We're not perfect, but like to, to believe that Jesus has given us something so special and intimate, and it needs to be uh, protected, it needs to be understood, it needs to be respected, it needs 
to be revived, the faith in, in, uh, in the Eucharist. But all that said, like, it, it really is, like, in, in a certain way, Solange, it's like, um, I, I, I want people to hear how your relationship with the Eucharist is lived. And then in a weird way, like, they'll understand it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it exactly like you do it. Cause, right. like, or I'm not going to be able to do it the way you do it. <laughs> so right? no, Nobody can do it exactly how Solange can do it. Oh, just hell on now. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> um, <laughs> but but that's the beauty, you know, the uniqueness that we bring to all these things that, that we do and that we, that we say. Um, yeah, and it's about being authentic and, again, just being open. If we can do that, if while here us... Uh, doing the podcast and you out there listening, if we can just all be real with one another, we can be open, have that open heart and mind. That's where that's where God is going to uh, make things happen, right? That's where our thoughts are going to just be on Him and everything, God willing, everything that we do, that we can see God in it, right? That we see the face of Jesus and the people that we encounter. Um, just real quickly, I, I want to just say thank you to, um, I met this uh, gentleman this morning as I had parked. I was looking for the street to get over to, to the studio and everything. And I was like, I don't really recognize the street. And he could tell that I was lost. You know, you could just tell somebody just looking up. And this guy's like, tu ta perdida? And I was like, dang, like, yeah, in life and everything. No, I'm kidding. Um, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I didn't even ask, how can you tell? You can tell. And, um, and then I told him exactly where I was going. He was like, oh, see, sí, la iglesia está allí. The church is over there. He was like, yo, you should go. He was like, you should go there. Um, he was like, you're looking for the men that they wear like this bata. They wear like this robe. And I was like, yes. And he was like, they're, they're really good people. They're really good people. You should go there. And I was like, yeah, I, I definitely should. And um, he was just there guiding me and walking me. And I was just learning so much from him as we were just going. And I asked him his name. And he said his name is Angel, and I was like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what you are. An angel, I was like, un angel, I was like, muchísimas gracias, me guió, you, you guided me, walked me over, you know, to make sure that I got to the church. And he was like, and you should come for Thanksgiving, like, they're really good, they're going to, like, feed you. And he's telling me all these things. I was like, do they? That is amazing. So just so much love to, you know, to people who just are just so authentic. Like, he was just so genuine. He was so real. He had no idea that I... Look what I'm here doing, right? He had no idea about this. He he just thought I was just someone wondering and maybe just wanting to go to the church for whatever reason that may be. But he didn't care. He didn't ask me, oh, do you already know about them? No, he just went about to have this uh, small conversation with me and just guide me. And that's exactly what I needed, right? So we never know who that could come from. And just, again, just opening our hearts because we're just going to be learning together and living this together and yeah, I'm so excited. I really am excited. And it's so great to be here with you, Father, and uh, just learning from you each and every day more. If I don't tell you enough, I am so grateful for, uh, for your trust, for your trust to even be able to be here doing this with you and you caring for these questions that I've had as well. And I said, we need something. We need our people to hear about these things that, that, that we have in question, right? So Thank you for, for this opportunity and, and thank you to everyone um, working behind the scenes because there's so many people behind all of this right now. 
to say nothing of the angels and saints that are interceding for us. Amen. Amen. Uh, no, thank you, Solange. I mean, like, um, how beautiful is that? You know, uh, this man was like bringing you to the Eucharist. Yes. <laughs> how beautiful is that? Uh, maybe we should do like a thing, like, you know, where we get you lost more. Yes. To see, see who else guides me. <laughs> And then he was like, yeah, they, they feed people. I think they're doing a line right now. And actually, that's exactly yeah, what was going on. They were doing the food line. And he he didn't care who I was. He, you know, like we exchanged name and everything. But he he wasn't asking me about my experience in the church and what I know and don't know. He told me what he knew. What he knew about this place and about the people. And that's all I needed. I was so happy that I came across him. He was... Exactly that. He was an angel. Yo, Salangi, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> because a lot of times people feel like, what are they going to do? You know, they're not a priest. They're not a bishop. Like, that's what you do. You, you tell people what you do know. And, and that is what they need to hear. What is, what is that saying I love that Holly says? We're just beggars. Dígalo, you say it better. We're just uh, beggars. We're, we're just beggars who have found food and we're inviting other beggars to, to come because we know where the food is. She said it better. She I says guess. it's so much yeah. better than what we're even trying. Yeah, totally but it's just beggars. It yeah. <laughs> it's beggars who, yeah, who know where this buffet, this banquet is and are inviting other people to it. Right? It's just such such a beauty. Yeah. So for th those people who are just like, what? Lost? <laughs> food line? Lost? What? When people are thinking... Father, there's a young woman lost in the South Bronx. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, so we're, this is our, our uh, I guess, like our headquarters. So St. Crispin's Friary was like the first friary of the Franciscan Friars, the Renewal. And, um, and uh, so we do a lot of stuff here. We have a homeless shelter here. We have a food line here. Uh, you know, this is where we do Corazon Puro, for those of you guys who know what that is. Um, and so there's a lot that goes on here. Also, I have my office here. And now we have a studio. Yes, that's right. So praise Come God. Come to you live. Um, Solange, we got we to gotta bring it home. Um, but uh, this, we, we really want to dedicate, um, you know, the beginning of this podcast, because I pray and hope that it continues on, uh, to the Eucharist. Amen. And I, I can't think of a better thing to just like just talk about so like we're we're gonna talk about it um and just to let you know if if somebody is just like oh my gosh you know like i wish i could show my grand grandma this podcast <laughs> no se preocupen porque también vamos a hacerlo en español so like we're also gonna like you know have some spanish episodes as well because we can thank because you. we can thank we got this much. okay <laughs> um don't hate me because i can uh and so this is, uh, but this is something that like, you know, those people who have that, that searching heart, you know, who might have felt lost, like you felt lost, mm -hmm. like you knew where you were, but you were kind of, you needed someone to point you the way. Like that's, that's what I want this to be for people. How beautiful for that to have happened. You know, like you, you don't plan these things. This is how the Lord works. Um, yeah. I, once he, he was showing me, I was like, duh, like I, now I see it. I see where it is, but I need it for, for uh, this gentleman, for Angel to have uh, walked me over. And that's what, that's what we need. We need we're going to learn about it, and then we're going to be about it. Mm. How about that? Learn about it. How about it, that for our first episode? Be about it. <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. 
So my brothers and sisters, uh, keep on connecting with us uh, here in uh, the Revive podcast. Uh, yeah, we, we, want this, we want this to be a blessing in your life. Um, and uh, so from the, the Bronx to you. From the Bronx to you. <laughs> my name is and Father. that's all. <laughs> Uh, my name is Father Augustino. And I'm Solange. And this is the Revive Podcast. This has been a production of OSV Podcasts. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com.